Success, we are on. Welcome to the From Mess to Success podcast, a podcast where we discover, explore and unpick people's From Mess to Success stories. I'm your host, Justin, founder of From Mess to Success Coaching, author of You're Fired, You're Hired. And I'm on a mission to share stories from people who have moved from their version of mess to their version of success transforming their lives along the way. And today we are joined by the wonderful Sally German. Sally is a powerful mindset coach and has a real passion for helping people reach their full potential. She runs the powerful four-week mind and body connection course, hosts numerous workshops, as well as offering one-to-one coaching. But here's why I wanted Sally on the show. Sally has a real authentic mess to success journey that reads like a movie script. From divorce to questioning the nasty life narrative, Sally has been on a roller coaster journey through life and reading Sally's bio, I don't think that roller coaster is quite finished yet. And I'm looking forward to seeing this journey continue. Sally, welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, Justin. I'm really well. And thank you for inviting me on your podcast. This feels like we've been trying to get together for forever. I think we're about two months in now of sort of bouncing texts and emails and you kind of a bit of traveling and uh, and sort of running half marathons. So I'm I'm just glad we're finally we're finally here, ready to yeah. ready to ready to sort of share your journey and and and, and, and you know, and, and share your insight. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's been uh, taken a bit of time to get together. But yeah, I'm really, really delighted to be here. Good, good. I thought before we sort of really delve into the backstory and and really go into, you know, the ethos of the podcast, which is this mess to success journey, I thought, let's just start by talking um, about about mindset, because I think, you know, the word for me in the coaching world is, is really interesting, because if you're a lifestyle coach, you're looking to change lifestyles, behavior coach, sets of behaviors. But if you're a mindset coach, which obviously I'm in this world, what, what do you think we're really trying to change here? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, for me, mindset is is the beliefs that we pick up as we grow up through childhood. So um as you grow up, you, you're influenced by your upbringing, your parents, your siblings, um, your education, uh, your life experiences, uh, and your culture. And all of these things, all of these experiences will form the set of beliefs, which is your mindset, that you mm-hmm. will then take forward as you grow into an adult. Um, for me, um, coaching helps unpack some of those beliefs that might be holding you back from fulfilling your true potential as an adult yeah i think that's that's really interesting isn't it this this whole sort of growing up and your beliefs being formed and then you know throughout life really you've got then for me i would say you've got the you know you've got the choice to have this kind of like fixed mindset beliefs, which I think if I had to look back at a previous generation, it was very sort of fixed, wasn't it? It was like, yeah. this is the way it always got to be. This is the way it always has been. And then I think yeah. with, 
you know, maybe sort of certainly in the world I've I've been in and been in you know the corporate space and now in the coaching space, there's much more of of this what I see as a kind of growth mindset, which is this ability to sort of change your way of thinking, change your beliefs. I'm thinking that the next generation will be even more growth mindset, which will be like, oh my God, they might be doing this thing in school. Who who knows? Yeah, that would be amazing. I don't know if they are yet, but maybe they are. But yeah, if you think back 50 years to our parents' education, you know, it's very much you're good at school or you're not good at school. Um, and that, you know, that would have formed those beliefs for the children who were not academic, that they they failed at school and they would have carried those through life. You just yeah. don't realise that how um, these beliefs are formed and how set they are in your in your life and your personality. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it, it's, it's super fascinating. I mean, me as a sort of um, as a as a parent. Is something that I really wrestle with because sort of, you know, there's times where I want to just be talking about, you know, having this growth mindset with, with you know, and being able to change mindset and beliefs with, 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 with my children. But there's, then there's other times where you want to say, no, this is like, this is how it is. This is how it's got to be. Or this is the way we're doing this. And then you think, oh, do you know what? Is that is that the right way? And I don't know. Mm. Do I need to bend? And it's a permanent... It's a permanent for me. It's like a permanent tug of war thing, you know. Yeah. So, so I can imagine. So, yeah. before we sort of go into your backstory, then let's let's sort of map this out. So you're, you know, I, I come to you and I say, Sally, look, I've got, you know, I, I've been doing this. I've got this belief around, I don't know, food or weight loss or hitting a goal or kind of I can't change in my career and I can't make any progress and you know and 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 you're you know there's a sort of you're saying well look I think you know what it sounds like to me is we need to work on your beliefs and mindset you know um is that kind of you know in terms of your clients and how people would come to you is that Mm. is that how that would sort of unfold Yeah. So I think, you know, what we would do is explore the current situation. You know, I would ask questions to to find out how how they feel about a situation at the moment, what their beliefs are behind that situation. Um, And so we explore the current beliefs. And then I would challenge and ask the client Mm -hmm. for some evidence around those beliefs. What evidence do you have? Um, how do you know that these beliefs are true? Because we we carry these beliefs from childhood, believing they're true. And this is yeah. one of the things that I have found has changed my life, is that they're not always true. They're not always fact, because these beliefs come from an experience we had when we were 10 in the assembly hall, singing, you know, this is one of mine, and feeling totally humiliated and feeling that you can't sing. Mm. so never sing again and so I carried that through my child into my adulthood I can't sing but that was just one experience Um, so if you unpack it with questions careful questioning you can you can have one of those aha moments one of those revelations where you realize that actually that was just one experience one opinion Mm. of one teacher 30 years ago (laughs) yeah no it's it's fascinating and I think um yeah, I mean, it, it's what we call 
for me, it's what we call the breakthroughs, isn't it? When you have that sort of moment of realizing, ah, oh, actually, yeah. you know, I can, I can sort of think differently, and I can sort of uh, change my thoughts, beliefs, and perceptions. And I, I just, I, I remember first reading about it, first ever reading about it, which I know this book's kind of. This book is is recited all the time, but it was it was the Tony Robbins book, Awaken the Giant mm. Within, and that obviously I know, I know you know a lot of people in this space sort of um, refer to that book, but it was it was the same for me. Mm. It was like reading that and thinking, oh, actually, yeah, it's a kind of just opens up a Pandora's box to think actually I can yeah. I can think and think and behave differently. Um, yeah. I can change my thoughts, and you know I think. Yeah when I look at my own journey, it's, uh, that was definitely, you know, it wasn't, it was, it was like a pivotal moment, you know, of, of, of reading that and, and sort of understanding mm-hmm. that it unlocks that Pandora's box, that awareness that can lead yes. on to, to all this other, other great stuff, you know. Exactly. And you realise that other people have a very different perspective of the world than you do. You, you know, right. when, before exploring all of this, I assumed everyone saw the world in the same way. Right. But, but they don't. I know. I know. And that's, that's again, yeah. Yeah, it just blew my mind. I know. I know. It's like there's, there's a, you know, there's what is it now? What are we on? Eight billion of us, nine billion of us on this planet. And everyone, mm. you could argue, has a different perception of, yes. of, of the world or how they perceive yeah. the world. And, um, you know, and uh, yeah, and again, I um, I always sort of I, I sort of have a tendency to refer back to being a being a being a dad because uh, it's it's my point of reference. But I try mm. to say, you know, in, in in front of my kids as well, is that you know the world is a beautiful place and it can be, you know, and, and there's all this sort of opportunity and stuff as opposed to sometimes that narrative of like, oh my God, like you should just, you know, turning on yeah. the news for five minutes last night, it was like, what is going on here? Oh my God. It's like, you know, yeah. that can lead on to that sort of spiraling of that first yeah. belief that what is going on here to then the world's a bad place, you know, and I think that's... Well, exactly. Uh, yeah. I think you know you have to be careful don't you not to put your beliefs onto your children yeah it, i imagine it, that must it, be incredibly hard though it is yeah it is and it sort of goes back to that point i said is you know it's trying to get that right balance without being to one side or, or the other side you know yeah because um you know and that's 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 a sort of tug of war thing i was talking about so Okay, great. So I think let's go back to um, what I see as the start of your your sort of your your, your movie script journey, as I as I called it in, in the intro, which is um, through life, which is your real sort of I think the start of your your Mister Success journey, which is being married at twenty seven um, yeah. and then sort of divorced at thirty four, and then kind of you know, going um, going to Costa Rica for three months and in which you say, you know, that trip changed your life. And I had this kind of, I had this like Julia Roberts, eat, pray, love <laughs> kind of moment where, you know, you're you're grabbing your passport, you're running to the airport. Yeah. So, so let's, let's just, you know, just talk about that sort of point in your life. Yeah. It was actually literally like that because it took many years for me to get to the point where the marriage finally ended. You know, we were teenage sweethearts and have spent 18 years together. Um, But for one reason or another, it didn't work out. So it was literally the end. 
and I did jump in the car with my passport and I went to Costa Rica um, to, but I didn't know what else to do really. So it was to volunteer. So it was to be, it was to be within nature in a, a cloud forest in Costa Rica. I knew nobody. It was a wonderful, wonderful time actually. And uh, I can't say I found any solutions or answers at, during that time, but I enjoyed the physical labor being in nature in this forest uh, and one of the main highlights for me was volunteering in a school a local village school uh, where all these kids just so happy to see someone different in their village yeah. and uh, I, I gave them an English lesson with a fellow volunteer we didn't know what we were doing but we we played games in English and there were about 60 little kids in this village classroom yeah. and they loved it absolutely loved it and there was something in that experience that really sparked something inside me to to get into teaching which is what I did as soon as I got back I trained as a TEFL teacher teaching English um and that was probably one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life yeah well, mm. it's a movie. It's a movie. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, I, I'm just picturing, picturing the Hollywood script, you in these, you know, in this, in, in this cloud forest and, 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 you know, all the kids you're impacting. I suppose, I, I suppose, um, there's that element of sort of gratitude and all these things sort of coming into play at this, at this point. Mm. Gratitude. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, seeing the kids' faces and just sort of soaking up all of this um, English, uh, they were extremely grateful. They didn't realise at the time, but I was hoping that I would be able to influence or spark something in one of them to be able to have the courage to leave the village maybe and, and do something different um, because their life was very uh, contained in that village, mm -hmm. the very few opportunities. Um but yeah, I felt really grateful to have that moment with them, and um, yeah, it was it was very rewarding. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And then you you then sort of so you, you what happens then? You go to Madrid, or you what's what's that yeah. next stage look like? But the next stage was I came back. Um, I trained as a TEFL teacher, and then I was looking okay. for jobs. Um, and I found a job in Madrid, so off I went on another adventure. Wow. Uh, and I stayed there for nearly four years. Um, it was looking from the outside. It was, I was having the time of my life. It was a, a real party city, Madrid. Uh, mm -hmm. you go to bed when the sun comes up and, um, mm -hmm. it's one of those party cities and it was fantastic as in I, I was working. I had a great circle of friends. Um, but I was partying like I'd never partied before. So um, there was some element of me mm -hmm. suppressing everything that happened with the divorce, um, which had a major effect on me, but I just couldn't face the emotions yeah. that came with it. So I think the partying in Madrid was a suppression of that. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost that sort of yeah that point where you're you're just burying everything, aren't you? And yeah, you know, um, and as you say, you're suppressing those sort of that dealing with that that sort of life changing event or that that kind of trauma. And and I mean, did it 
in terms of you know spiraling out of control was it was there a was there a pivotal moment or was it sort of a drip drip kind of long term long you know over a long period of time out there yeah i think it was the first couple of years was okay um but um yeah i just started drinking Mm-hmm. far too much um smoking as well i was really poisoning my body mm-hmm. and my mind um and i got into another relationship which was not you know it was not a balanced relationship i was mm-hmm. um not in the right state to have a relationship so when that ended i found that even more devastating than the divorce yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. So it's totally out of perspective. And so, yes, it came to a point where it all came crumbling down and I had to come back to England and seek help, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think, you know, there's there's how that, I mean, I, I don't know how that happens, but there's something there, isn't there, where you're, a person's not in a great place, they've come out of one relationship and they kind of attract this kind of, sort of i don't know whether toxic is the right word but they you you attract something or someone that yeah. isn't right for how you're trying to process that trauma or what you're going through and that also can mm. be quite leave you quite raw um and that seems to be really yeah. really common that's kind of you know without going too woo woo is you know why do we all why does that seem to be so common that we attract that kind of something um, that's going on inside us you know I'm, I'm obviously not a, not qualified in that it's just a feeling you know an experience a gauge on experience i think part of it is that we're you know for me anyway i was suppressing my emotions so much that um i really didn't know who i was anymore i was mm-hmm. um i was the party girl so i had probably attracted the same sort of people into my life yeah. Yeah. And I think if you disconnect from yourself, then you're, you know, you're, you're, you're going to pass your power on to other people. And I think right. a lot of people find that very attractive. It's not being vulnerable, because really, I was not being vulnerable. I was um, suppressing all of that. So mm-hmm. I wasn't allowing myself to be vulnerable. So I wasn't sharing anything with anyone. But I think when you deny vulnerability, you do you end up passing your power to others and that's when you get into a toxic relationship because you're coming together for the wrong reason that's it yeah that's it and i think that's when you know the problems start and then potentially escalate and then you know um and then sort of potentially can yeah can 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 spiral out of control and obviously that looks different for 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 for, for everybody so yeah I, I can relate to that so you you know so things sort of first two years great in madrid things then last two years not great you then you then come back to london and you're you're then you know what, what what's your feeling and sort of mindset at this point you're you're diagnosed with you know pts you're kind of yeah. did you did you feel you know did you feel kind of you know well, how did you feel terrible it's probably the mm. worst point of my life actually because my brain was exhausted mm-hmm. um because in those last six months i was overthinking trying to analyze you know the second that other relationship had finished i was trying to work out why what's happened what was going on with me what what am i doing with my life so I was overthinking and overanalyzing everything. And it it became a 
a negative spiral, you know, yeah. a vicious circle, and I could not see a way out. I mean, I went through some very, very dark times where I was just like, I don't know how to get out of this this negativity. There was no, yeah. I couldn't see any answers until, yeah. <clears throat> um, until I actually finally went to a doctor because I just believed this was, you know, not normal, but this yeah. was just me. I didn't think anyone could fix me. But I eventually did go to a doctor and um, he listened and he, which is what we learn on our coaching course, wasn't it? Yeah. To listen is, that is the most powerful thing anyone's ever done for me. And he just listened at the very, you know, the right moment in my life. And I felt heard and he helped, he um, passed me on to a counsellor who helped just heal the trauma that I'd been through. And she helped, she didn't solve everything. She didn't give me all my answers, but she did help heal some of the trauma, which released me from that negativity spiral. So I could, you know, see the world a little bit differently. Yeah. Um, and look at what the next step could be. Yeah, yeah. That's quite powerful. I mean, it's almost like it's, a, it's an example of growth mindset there, isn't it? That you're... You've see, you're seeking help, but stepping out of, and that help has made you step out of that negative loop to, yeah. to frame it on, on what you're saying. And by, by stepping out of that negative loop, you're then able to, you know, take a step back for, so to speak, and then reassess and then look at, you know, and I think going back to what we talked about at the beginning with, with having that sort of fixed set of beliefs, if you're, if you stay in that negative loop, then it could be, mm. you know, things could yeah. just continue to sort of. I mean, continue. Yeah, to for me, yeah, for me, I I was a complete failure, and I think it's also important the language we tell ourselves. Mm. My language was terrible at that point. I was a failure. You know, I didn't fit into society. You know, you know, at that point, I was forty years old. And, mm. you know, I didn't have my own family or a home. I was living with my parents. <laughs> it yeah. was it was a very tricky time. And so I was very negative on myself. And we can, the language we use with ourselves is very powerful because we believe it. Mm. Yeah. You know, we believe what our mind tells us. Yeah. And, you know, reading your bio as well, and it, it kind of, you, there's this like, what I, got from it was around this time there's this kind of like what you're saying there's this nasty narrative there's this like you know life has to be and should have been like this and by yeah I mean, obviously I wasn't aware of, of of your age and what you're saying but but by 40 you kind of feel like you should have it all figured out and yeah you know and uh, Absolutely. and again you I did. think I think it goes back to what you're saying on you know at the beginning about these childhood beliefs like when i was a child 40 was like you know old right that was like when yeah. that was like retirement age wasn't it when you were like 10 it's like oh my god when i'm 40 i'm gonna have this house and i'm gonna have this and then you get to 14 yeah. and you're like, wow i'm just as like i'm just as like confused as i ever was and like this yeah. is the start of life it's, it's it. fascinating yeah exactly that's how it was <laughs> yeah so sort of i think you know you sounds to me like you know you're, you're battling with that nasty narrative you're feeling sort of disconnected you're you know there's 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 a sort of real unhappiness but you are effectively trying to 
change things and improve the situation so and obviously yeah. um i think at this time if i understand you like some questions and changes of lifestyle behavior so how did this sort of pivot then to move on to you know the the, the i think probably now we're kind of moving into the journey the first steps towards transformation and and, and yeah. the move to success how did that come about uh, well um you know after i said about the counseling you know you can just focus on your next step if you don't know how you're going to solve your whole life just focus on what's what you can focus what you can control so i moved to bristol and i got a teaching job in bristol very good job yes. um i was doing very well i had a set of friends i went i joined a running club i ran so I was running regularly. Um, I was socialising. I entered marathons. I was doing going sight. You know, I was doing everything, yeah. and it, it was great. And, you know, I have to. You know, it was a really, really good time in my life because I did make those changes, and um, I started from scratch again, really. And but I did it, mm-hmm. and I was really enjoying myself. Uh, the problem came when everyone else in my life started to move on because of my age, you know, there were people a bit younger than me. So they were, they started to get married, have kids, move Mm. away. And I, as much as I enjoyed my life, I was just the same. I couldn't seem to make that next step. I couldn't progress. I couldn't move. So that's when I really started to feel stuck. And um, that's really when my, self-development journey started because um i think you were going to ask me about a moment i had i was in uh sharing a flat with this lovely lady who was just it was around about the same age as me but she was very in tune with herself and i was still very disconnected from who i was so we didn't really click for Mm -hmm. just that reason really she said to me once sally what is your passion what are you passionate about Um, And I think she obviously felt that because I was so suppressed and still suppressing my emotions, I didn't seem to have any passion. And but it was a real it really hit home to me because I didn't know what to say. I had no answer. And I was like, um, my job, maybe running, you know, but I didn't really Mm -hmm. believe what I was saying. So that was a moment for me when I really felt um, that I needed to find Mm. who I was my passion just start connecting with myself again uh it was about time really it was enough time after my divorce to Mm. to slowly unsuppress those emotions that I'd packed away so carefully Mm. in Madrid and so that was the start um takes a long time Mm. (laughs) to unpack deeply suppressed emotions yeah, and I, there's this really um, reading your bio. There was this lovely. You, there was a lovely moment here where she said, "Your neighbour said like no one is coming," and you know it's kind yeah. of like what I think. Um, it's uh, it's what Mel Robbins says, doesn't isn't it? She she kind of says no one no one's coming, yeah. you know. And that's and so stuff, powerful, yeah. isn't it? And you yeah, you get to a point in your life and you realise it is up to you to mm. to improve the relationship with yourself um no one else can do it it's totally up to you and that's around that time was when I realized I have to take ownership of my Mm -hmm. emotions and ownership of my life and what's happened 
So that was a very pivotal moment, really. She doesn't realise that question. No, we'll have to, you'll <laughs> so, have to, yeah, yeah, you'll have to get in touch with her and say, Look, <laughs> you, do you, it's, you know, it, it's, do you know what? There's so many people in our lives, isn't there, that they they might have said something or done something in a po- negative or a positive way that has this kind of real, you know, influence yeah. or, and they never know because we never go back and say, you know, hey, that thing you said to me or that because we've lost touch with them and it's not something, you know, and then you may, I think with me writing a book, I was like, do you know, there's things in there that I probably said about, you know, one or two people that they would read and go, wow, I would, that was me, but I never knew that that had Im- impacted, impacted yeah. your life in, in that way. And, you know, and I've, since I've been on, on my journey recently in this world, I've had a few comments where people, positive comments where people have, have come and said, you know, that time you did that, that time you said that. And I, I but you know, sometimes I, you don't even remember doing it. And then, no, like, you know, this had exactly. a really effect on me, you know, a positive, yeah. effect, you know, so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a, a very meaningful question. Yeah. That she asked me, so I'm grateful that she did ask me that. <laughs> Well, maybe this podcast will. She will listen to the podcast, and uh, yeah, you know, you two, can, you two can connect again. I'm hoping. It, I'm hoping she was a good neighbour, and it all ended up. Uh, yeah, all ended up well. So, you know, you you mentioned some really interesting points there, and that's this kind of finding your your passion. So, mm. I mean, you know, I I toil and think about this a lot because you you know you see these kind of you know you see a uh, like a sports star, a, a, a Tiger Woods, or a you know a, a, a Wayne Rooney footballer, and they're they're you know Sienna, Serena Williams, they're finding their passion at like three and four, right? They're like the naught point naught one percent of uh, of the population, and then you've got the rest of us that might like find our passion. You know, obviously, people find their passion teenage years, twenties, but there is also there's there's people that find their passion later on in life, um, mm. and even people finding their passion at sixty, sixty-five. You know, so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm fascinated by that. I think, yeah, I think um, passion. I think we all have the passion inside us. We just haven't discovered it. Um, you know, so when people can, they find something they can do really well, it could become their passion, like sports people, especially, mm-hmm. but they may have other things as well that they're passionate about that they just don't give time to. So they may discover it later on. And I think we can discover things as we grow as humans. And as we age, we're going to focus on different things. Um, I think igniting that fire that light inside you is really important um but i think it takes time and i think people want to have it now or they think they're never going to find their passion but you just need to give it time and but you need to do some work as well so you need to do things you need to read listen to podcasts um you know do the internal work all these things that I've I've learned how to do, mm. that's beginning to help ignite that fire inside me. And I I I'm finding things that I am passionate about that I had no idea a few years ago that I would be passionate about. Yeah. yeah. No, obviously you're you're preaching to the converted. So I'm <laughs> I'm absolutely uh, I'm absolutely with you there on on um on how to um 
you know how to find your passion so let's you know and i think that's that's really interesting so at this point you are you're doing sort of things that uh, you feel you're you're re-getting your well is it mojo or you're you're disp- you know you're uncovering your your passions i'm assuming at this time as you're mm. saying there's a lot of reading there's a lot of inner work there's a lot of maybe some journaling yeah. thrown in there and all sort of you know i'm sure there's there's other things that we can we can unpick in terms of meditation or whatever and obviously you've mentioned running so how does this then flow into you know this this kind of uh you know feeling that you're moving towards success you're moving towards your passion yeah moving towards this next phase in your life well I think you know I don't want to focus on it too much but I think you know I gave up alcohol five four years ago Mm -hmm. I can't even remember now but I gave up alcohol just as an experiment because I felt I didn't really know what to do so I was feeling a lot better you know I was in a place where I had security I had a good job but I was still feeling a bit empty, a bit lost, you know. Mm. So I was drinking still. Um, I just thought that's just what you do. But so I just removing that alcohol, um, again, didn't change my life overnight, but it has given me a chance to um, build the courage inside me to try different things. Whereas before, when I was drinking a lot, I would it was just my coping mechanism to ignore everything and, that was keeping everything very superficial. So removing that helped me um, develop courage, try new things. Uh, it's t- it took a few years, to be honest, to to do that. But it, um, I started doing a part-time degree with the Open University. Mm. So instead of drinking or going out, I would stay at home and study. Or I started, you know, training for an Ironman. So wow i was doing that and studying and working and less socializing i still had friends still had that connection but i was beginning to sort of peel back the layers of the onion that i like to think mm-hmm. but it takes time to do that and um i knew um i i mean i could just feel my emotions more mm-hmm. since not having that um suppressant of alcohol so in the end, I decided to leave my secure job and go move to Portugal. That's my next. Oh, wow. So okay, it continues. I forgot it, about that part. It continues. <laughs> but it felt, it didn't feel like I was running away. It felt like yeah, I was yeah. moving towards something, like I was developing as a person. I had the courage to move away from the security that was keeping, mm-hmm. I felt was keeping me stuck. So I moved to Portugal teaching you know, I had a contract, I had a job and, and that was wonderful. But then of course, COVID came and I lost my contracts. So I came back to the UK. Um, and I, that's when I did my first self-development course. And that's when I really started doing the internal work on myself and, um, you know, learning things about myself that I didn't know, like, I didn't even know what my values were in life. I didn't know what my strengths were and how I can relate those to my work and to my life. I didn't know how all of these, I didn't know these things about myself, but because of the previous few years, I felt I was in the right place to really Mm -hmm. start delving deeper. And that's Mm -hmm. when I started doing all the meditation and journaling. And these things have helped me, but they... You know, I was like, lots of people don't 
don't get meditation straight away and i and i understand that because it took me ages i didn't i didn't feel anything so it was like what mm. you know my mind was still overactive and i just couldn't do it but i i was consistent so i did 10 minutes every day and eventually my brain just sort of gave in and said okay you know let's meditate and it's not about relaxing it's just about allowing your brain some space and you feel when i meditate i feel more grounded i feel like i trust myself mm-hmm. my brain trusts me because it has that time to relax i hope that's not too mm-hmm. woo woo <laughs> but it was it was a real tool for me you know if you have an, an over anxious overthinking mind i think for me i had to find a tool a technique that would help just calm mm-hmm my brain so it didn't feel like it was always having to work hard to protect me it now trusts me so yeah that's good and you, you mentioned it being your meditation being a superpower i mean that's that's pretty yeah you know that's 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 a really powerful statement um you know it seems it would you say that's would you say that's your one thing or you know because there's i think the picture i'm sort of you're painting there which is really really important is you know you're you've you're going on this journey to discovering your passion you've given up alcohol which you know is was you felt was suppressing these feelings and obviously they're they're associated with this previous episodes in your life in madrid and then you're kind of you know, you're you're doing a lot of things to you're doing a, you know, a self mastery course, you're meditating, you're reading, you're kind of on this path to finding your passion. There's a lot to unpick. Yeah. I'm, I'm unpicking now. Would would you say meditation is, you know, your, your one thing or is it a combination of a lot of things? Yeah, I think meditation is one of the things. But I think the biggest thing I learned recently about myself is that um, you know, for years, I my life was controlled by fear, um, fear of being vulnerable, fear of not belonging, fear of not fitting in to society's norms um, and what society expects. So mm-hmm. I had lots of fear that controlled everything really in my life. Um, and the one thing that I learned recently is that, you know, you can never get rid of fear. So fear is going to be with us always especially if you're learning and growing as a person you're always going to have fear it's always going to be there so instead of trying to fight it i've learned to to understand it make friends with it you know get intimate in with it and lean into it that's that's the most important thing i think for me is to to lean into fear to know it's going to be there mm. but if you, the more you learn about fear, the more you learn about how it controls your life, your decisions, your beliefs, the less power it has. Because mm. if you ignore it, it would never go away. It just intensifies and spreads more. Mm. So that was just, that was a real re- revelation for me. Yeah, and that's really, really powerful. And, and fear, just so... You know, for the for for the purpose of the listener, this is feelings of fear. This what you're saying. This vulnerability. I'm, you know, I'm not enough. Yeah. Or, 
the these kind of feelings uh, these negative this negative chatter this kind of feeling yeah. that sort of hold you know can really weigh you down yeah it's it's the fear of you know you're going to do something wrong or someone's going to criticize you or you know yeah. just that those two simple things can be around us and everything we do in our lives from yeah. personal life to jobs to to sport even hobbies and you know the fear of failure was a big thing for me so i'm i'm spending a lot of time just trying to accept it yeah. and and work with it instead yeah. of resisting it it does change things uh, i mean I, I totally obviously get it and and you've been watching you've been watching my work um so you know yeah. again you'll be looking at my work and, and 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 how the journey i've been on and you'll be like you know i i am totally the same for you where you've got over this fear of you're talking about this fear of being judged this fit fear of um being yeah. exposed um in the world this fear mm. of trying and failing so you know, I think I understand that it's such a powerful place to get to. Um, but if I'm, you know, on this, if I'm just starting out on this journey and I'm, you know, and I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I'm saying, Sally, how, what, what, what can I do here? I'm, you know, I'm paralyzed by fear, these feelings that you're, you're mm. saying. How do I, how do I take that first step? What's that? What's that? Because, you know, I understand, uh, you know, you're saying meditation, you're saying reading, you're yeah. you know, but how, what, what's that one, what, what could I do today? What would you, is there, have you got, have you got and I, I totally get what you're saying. It's a long time. There's no hacks to all this, right? No, there's no hacks. <laughs> it's taken me a long time, 20 years or something. Um, I think, you know, there's a few things you can do. Um, you could start, you know, looking for some books or asking people of looking for some books and reading that's a really good start because it's something you can do at home on your own um if mm. you're not ready to start speaking about it because i you know i understand that i couldn't speak about anything about myself i avoided it so reading is a really good start because the people who you know write these books, you know, they've been through it themselves. They know what they're talking about. Yeah. Um, you know, listening to podcasts as well, because you know, find some podcasts that you really relate to. Because you can mm -hmm. you can listen to a podcast and think, oh yeah, that's me. Oh yeah, that's me. And you can really connect to people's stories. And mm -hmm. you know, there's so many so many out there at the moment. So I would say that's a really good start. And then gradually your your mind will open and you'll you'll start seeing other opportunities to connect with different groups of people and start sharing your story a little bit and well, over yeah. time yeah things change well which goes back to all the way back to the beginning that if you're doing this you're gonna get yourself into a, a, a place of a of a more growth mindset yeah um, and uh yeah i can um i can totally resonate with all that obviously especially the podcast point because uh yes. <laughs> we're sat here today and and yeah, no i mean true. i've um you know obviously podcasts has, have been a huge impact in my life as they are as they, as they have many others and i think you know that the 
the power of to the turning point of podcasts is that we had we've suddenly got access to some great people and some brilliant minds yeah. whereas you know we used to put these people up on a pedal pedal stool and yeah you know, we didn't know what was we just used to see these people as the epitome of of success, society's success and when you listen to them on a podcast and they're all you know they're they're all have exactly the same feelings problems challenges you know fear feelings on what you're saying is, is the same as us and i think that's how we then go yeah. i can relate to that and that's why i think podcasts have become have become such a another uh, such a key form of like wow yeah. that really you know we can all we could all now probably say a podcast that sort of changed everything for us like what we say is oh that's the book that really kind of opened my eyes up you yeah. know so, Absolutely. so okay brilliant i think you know i think that's a really nice way of um of sort of finishing up your 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 journey at this point that you've you've overcome those fears and and mm. i think that's those feelings of fear and i think once you you've i think you know what i the way i see it, and it similar to me sally is that once you get over those last few hurdles you're of that fear and i you know do they ever really leave you i think if you were you know but i think you then come into this sort of you know it, it, this really like great space where you can really flourish and thrive you can yeah. really be creative you can really move yeah. continue with your passion continue with your purpose and I yeah think, um you know and i i think some of the bits you've mentioned about you know be just being aware of them you know and i i think that's really important right is that being awareness now you know because mm. you're never really there i mean if someone you know calls me tomorrow and says you know justin or sally you we want to you know you've got to stand in front front of three thousand people tomorrow and do a, a keynote um speech and obviously you're gonna have those feelings coming <laughs> yeah. back but oh yeah it's that it's that thing of awareness isn't it which i think yeah yeah i think yeah. you're right i think it is awareness and i think reading and listening to podcasts helps create that um awareness that the thing you're you're fearful of it may not be true the beliefs that you have you can challenge them and there may be another way that you can another belief you can adopt um which you can so you can change the way you feel and reframe a situation that you may feel is scary or difficult and you can reframe it and see it as a an opportunity to learn to grow yeah, yeah. and develop as a person yeah exactly exactly okay all right so you're now kind of moved into a space where you're now you know you're you're effectively coaching and and sort of in a way teaching and running courses um that that are now affecting you know impacting others i mean you've got the wonderful nugget lab which is this um sort of private facebook group yep. which is uh you know i've i've obviously been um looking looking around the nugget lab and it's super super powerful in terms of the things you're talking about here on how you're talking about them them weekly and then you've now mm. put that into like a mind and body connection four-week course which looks amazing um so how's all that going thanks yeah, really good. You know, I love my uh, positive psychology nugget lab. You know, anyone is free to join and it's where I share um, my, my blogs that you just mm. talked about. Um, but the course is going really well. It's four weeks. It's online. And I 
I've um, buddied up with another coach, Rachel, who's mm-hmm. a personal trainer and a conditioning strength coach. So together we've we've created this course and the whole point of it is to um, raise awareness of how the mind and the body are connected mm-hmm. and that you can't you can't really flourish without both of them. Yeah. So, you know, and we've both had very personal journeys of to get mm-hmm. to that place. So we're bringing all our knowledge and skills and experience to the course. And the people, you know, in the last course, they loved it. And it's it's just a really lovely place to to learn and to to me- have some meditations. We do workshops to try and pass on some of the knowledge. Yeah, it's great. I'm really, really proud of it, actually. It's like, I feel like that has become my purpose. That's, it's brilliant. You found your thing, yeah. And obviously the listeners can't can't see us, but um, on video, you've literally, your whole body language has changed then when you're talking about, you're talking about passion and purpose. Um, And uh, I just saw a massive kind of like, you're actually beaming. I also think I am. I also think that sets us up lovely for a second podcast where we delve into this mind and body connection because I'm, I'm um, yeah. um, excuse the pun mindful that we haven't uh, un- <laughs> we haven't peeled back the layers of that. But obviously, yeah. I'm, that's something oh, I'd love really, to. Yeah, that's, and that's something I'm really really interested in myself, yeah. as, as you know. So yeah. Um, okay, Sally. As we just wrap this up, uh, where can people yeah. find you? Uh, well, um, I have a Facebook page, Sally German yeah. Coaching, also on Instagram. Um, so really, that's the best place to find me. And if you go into my bio, I've got lots of links and things to yeah. to contact me through. So yeah, come find me. Brilliant. Okay. And I've, I've got a feeling we've got some books and podcasts coming from you. Oh, yeah. In the future. And a movie. And a movie. Yeah. It's, it's literally, you yeah. Can, it's, you uh, can be in it, Justin. Yeah. Eat, Pray, Love too. Julia Roberts uh, as, yeah. as, as, as Sally. Uh, as Sally. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh. I, think it's a, I think it's a Hollywood movie there from Madrid to Costa Rica to London to Bristol to, to everything. I think there's... Yeah. A, I think that's really powerful. Sally, (laughs) thank you for coming on. Um, It's it's been a pleasure and I I look forward to sort of seeing your journey unfold over the coming months and years ahead. Thanks, Justin. It's been a real joy. Thank you. Thanks, Sally. Take care. Bye.